0: Be a little child and enter into the kingdom of God. This is the words and the message that the Lord speaks to us today in the scripture. And I want to begin with a, a little story. Actually, it's kind of an image that I think helps to bring this idea out. So, you know, I recently was ordained a, a priest but I've been in a seminary and in formation for many years and studying and, and trying to learn and soak in all the, the wisdom of the Catholic faith in and, and seminary, and I you know, have to live away from, I have my mom and dad live at home, and then my brother and his wife, and they have three little children, and uh, they live you know, a couple of hours away from where I went to study and went to seminary, and so I wouldn't, I wouldn't see them very often, you know, every couple of months or, or so. And so the three little children you know, I did, they don't, didn't get to see me often. And so it, it happened that, you know, and these little children are currently seven and five and a little two-year-old, two nieces and a nephew. And so I remember I was, in, I was on the campus one day of where, where we studied at the, the university close by to our house. And I, I remember my family came to visit and along with the three little children, And uh, I was on the campus kind of at one of their uh, main gathering places, kind of the student center. And there's a big kind of patch of grass, you know, a big lawn. And I remember kind of turning the corner and I I see my, my mom, my dad, and then the three little ones there. And we kind of catch eyes and we're about 100 yards away probably. And the little ones, they just start running. They just start running straight for me. And it's a long way. It's 100 yards for, for little children. That's a pretty good, pretty good distance. And so they just keep running, and I'm just smiling, and they're like yelling, and they call me Uncle Stewie. That's what they call me, a little family name. But Uncle Stew, they, they're just shouting it out. And they keep running. And I kind of am on my knees and just kind of ready to, ready to welcome them. And I'm like, wow, they're still running. They're still going for it. You know, so they continue to run and to run and to run, and they're just so... Uh, you know, happy and exuberant, that they're really not worried about anything else. They just, they want to they come to me. They want to give me a hug. You know, they want to see, see me. And I thought it was interesting in the midst of a college campus and a student center, you know, sometimes at that age, young people can kind of be trying to trying to discover themselves, but there can be a sort of edge, you know, like kind of a, a too cool for school, kind of an idea, you know, they, they want to be, uh, they want to kind of be in, kind of want to be the, the in crowd there. But I think it was beautiful, those little children just, with wild abandon, just running. You know, and of course they come, and they you know, give me a big hug, and kind of bowl me over, and you know, I t- t- take, take them all up in my arms, and give them a hug and a little kiss. And embrace them. I think this is a beautiful image for what the Lord is speaking to us today about when he says, let the little children come to me. Because the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. We hear in the gospel that the Lord is teaching us about this. And he just recently finished teaching in in the gospel of Mark a few verses prior about marriage and about this union between a man and a woman, and the two come together and become one flesh. And I think in a beautiful way, the personification, the realization of that one flesh union in it is a way, the child itself, it's one flesh of the two that have come together. And so it's no accident that the Lord's teaching on children come right after his teaching on marriage, the fruitfulness of that communion and married life. And we know that looking at Jesus's own life, we know that Jesus himself had a mother whom we honor today, our Blessed Mother, our Lady Queen of Peace under her title today, but our Blessed Mother, the Mother of God, a title that we honor her with. And we also know that Jesus has a Father, the Heavenly Father And so it's powerful to think of that Jesus himself is this child, this little child, with his mother, Mary, and his father, God the Father. You know, we know Mary has this human nature. So this human nature belongs to Mary, but this pure divine nature belongs to God the Father. And the union of those two, the two becoming one flesh, takes the human nature of Mary and the divine nature of the Father, brings them together, and the unity is the incarnation. It's the two becoming one flesh, the God-man, Jesus Christ. Human nature, but a divine person in one, and this is the child. And we can also look at, how is it that the Lord speaks to us of being a little child in our lives, and so entering into the kingdom of God. We know that Jesus himself was and is the Son. And I think that's a powerful revelation in our understanding of the faith, in our understanding of what God wishes to speak to us, that we are caught up in this family dynamic as Christians, that God came as the Son, as a child, And so if we are to inherit that kingdom, if we are to be participants in that kingdom of God, it's to participate in the fatherhood of God. It's to let him father us in our lives. It's to acknowledge that he is my father and I am his child. And if I live his teachings, if I live what the father is communicating in and through his son, then I will also inherit the kingdom. We know that Jesus, in his earthly life, found himself in a situation that he knew was coming, but nonetheless, he had to to face it. And this is his passion. And he is the Son, and he wants to reveal to the world who the Father is. And it says in the Gospel of John, in the last, one of the last chapters that is coming up to the passion of Jesus, he's in the Garden of Gethsemane in the Garden of Olives and he just finished the Last Supper and he's speaking to his apostles. And he's sharing with them that he's gonna soon depart and he's facing the, the prospect of his passion. He's going to enter into his death. But this is what he shares with them just before he's arrested. One of the last things he says before he's arrested. And he says, he's speaking to the father. And the disciples can hear, him. am your righteous father. The world also does not know you, but I know you. And they know that you sent me. I made known to them your name and I will make it known that the love with which you love me may be in them and I in them. And so we see here, Jesus is in a garden. He's praying to the father for the sins of the world and his desire is nothing else but to make the Father known to us, to manifest the Father's presence. I think this scene reminds us of another garden and another son and the involvement of sin. We know that in the Garden of Eden, all the way back to the beginning, that Adam is there along with his wife, Eve, and we know that they, have, they were in the garden but their hearts were turned from the Lord and they turned away. And in their sin, they turned away from the Father. Their hearts were moving away, not running towards him, but were turned away and they were in hiding in the garden, trying to cover themselves up, putting all of these masks on to cover up their true selves. And the question that comes forth from the Lord, from the Father to them is where are you? Where are you? And he's not wondering about their geographic location in the garden, but where are they in their hearts as his son and his daughter? And where they are is they're in a place of hiding. They're a place of fear because they're afraid of their father. They've lost sight of who he is. They've lost an awareness that they are to stand as sons and daughters in humility before the Lord. And we see another example of this in St. Therese of Lisieux, who's well known for her little way, the spiritual childhood. And one of the beautiful quotes that she shares is, well, she was 24 when she died, but the Lord brought her to the heights of sanctity precisely in and through this spiritual childhood. Doctor of the church, the age of 24, she dies. That's just That's God's action in her life. But she said, it is not because, you know, the Lord's prevented me and protected me from mortal sin that I have this confidence in the Lord. She says, even if I had every sin on my conscience that one could ever commit, I wouldn't lose none of my confidence. And with my heart breaking with sorrow, I would run into the arms of the Savior, into the arms of the Lord, and ask him to embrace me. And this is someone who knew with confidence who the Father is, because it's not so much what we've done, where we've been, what sins we've committed, but it's that we run to the Father. We recognize, Lord, you are the one who heals. You are the one who reconciles. You are the one who speaks again that blessing, which is my identity as your son and your daughter that will never change, but it takes our hearts to run to the Father, to move towards him and not continue to wear those masks in our heart, not continue to hide, but to continue to run towards the Father as Therese did. And so I'm reminded again of that that image that we began with, you know, to be a little child entering the kingdom of God and those little ones running to me, just in that reckless abandon, as little ones do. And I just want to end with a little uh, prayer of sorts. And I just want you to imagine yourself on that lawn I described, and imagine just the beautiful green grass there, and imagine yourself as a little child maybe five years old, just a little child. And then I want you to see in the distance that the Heavenly Father is there. And you catch sight of Him, and you see Him. And then I want you to begin to run to the Father. Just imagine yourself running towards the Father. And as you keep running, and as you keep running, what is coming up in your heart? Is there an obstacle, is there a resistance to you running to the Father to receive his embrace? And keep running. Keep running to the Father, whatever you're experiencing, whatever you're feeling, just keep running towards him. Keep running towards him. And as you get closer and closer and he becomes bigger and bigger on the horizon, just imagine yourself throwing yourself into his arms receiving his embrace. And you can recognize what it is that's coming up in your heart, but offer that to the Father. Leave that in his hands. Surrender that to him. And as you're there in the embrace of the Father, he places his hands upon you. He kisses you. He blesses you. Just remain in this place with the Lord. We can even think of this Lenten season coming up, but what if this Lenten season for you and for me was nothing other than a running into the arms of the Father? Just leaving whatever we have, wherever we are in our hearts, wherever we are, to just continue to run to him, to experience his embrace very simply, very humbly as a little child because this is the Lord's invitation to us today in the Scripture. And he says, be like a little child. And if you are, then you too will enter the kingdom of God.
1: Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses,